This is the EWN Podcast Network. Do you know how often identity theft occurs? Every two seconds, affecting even children. The great news is that you and your loved ones don't have to become the next victim. In the Cyber Mindful with Sandra podcast, we'll explore together simple practices that increase the cyber safety of you, your family, and your business. I'm your host, Sandra Esto, and I believe the key to protecting yourself from hackers, scammers, and cyber monsters is rooted in being fully present, both online and offline. This podcast is a conversation among friends. I'm delighted that you are choosing to take charge of your cyber safety because you deserve to have peace of mind online and protect what matters most to you. So let's do this together. Welcome to today. Cyber Mindful with Sandra episode. I am super, super excited and wow with the guest that is with us today. And I'm going to read a little bit about who she is. Carrie. Carrie Tomlinson. Ah, and <clears throat> my, um, my accent. You know, the good thing about Carrie, she, she's a uh, Spanish speaker. So she, she, estoy probablemente diciendo tu, 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 tu apellido, no correctamente, pero estoy haciendo lo mejor posible de decirlo. Está bien, está bien, como quieras. Gracias, Carrie. Um, so she is a cyber news reporter who works to help people stay smarter. And she is one of the smartest women, women that I, I met lately. And of course, she wants to keep us safe online. She spent three decades as a TV news reporter, going undercover and investigating crimes. She has been a multiple-time winner of Emmys and other local and regional and national TV journalist awards. Now, Carrie travels the world looking for creative and compelling ways to show people what's happening in the digital world. And you will be blown away with the content that she's created. You have to go to her YouTube channel. You have to follow her. And I know I have to keep reading the bio, but it's just, I cannot help myself <laughs> sharing how the wonderful things she does. And how Carrie does this is with intention to impact the world. Now, she has been a reporter from Russia, from the Philippines, Spain, Denmark, Turkey, Argentina, Colombia, and more. And she has launched a number of new programs, uh, news, new programs, and organizations and a invest, invest, oh, investigative units during her career and has recently launched a new cyber news site called Amper News. And you'll get all of this information in the show notes, so don't worry about You are going to be able to contact Carrie. Now, Carrie is also a popular speaker and received the SANS 2021 Difference Maker Award for her work informing people about cybersecurity. I am so deeply grateful for having Carrie today here. So, Carrie, welcome to our show. 
Thank you so much. I'm so glad to be here. There's all kinds of fun things going on in the digital world, and we really want to help people make good, smart decisions without even having to think about it, just instinctively make good choices. Absolutely. So now, tell us a little bit about your story, Gary. Like, yes, you you, you are a, a, an incredible journalist, you have a long career history in in investigating crimes but how did you how did you get into that first and then how you end up in cybersecurity give us your the story yes so story, yes. many years back when i was graduating from high school i graduated at the age of 17 and i went mm -hmm. to college a little bit early a few months early to check out the area and i went to berkeley University mm -hmm. of California at Berkeley. And as I was there early getting to know the city and the campus, I saw a sign that said, women hold up half the sky. And it was mm -hmm. for a public affairs program at a community radio station mm -hmm. in Berkeley. And I thought about that and I thought, well, you know, that that is true. Women hold up half the sky. What a great idea for a public affairs program. So I went to the signups, the radio signups, mm -hmm. and they said, I'm sorry, the show is full. All we have left is news. The news department has openings if you're interested in that. And mm -hmm. I said, well, no, not really. But I signed up anyway. And now, decades later, I have made an entire career out of it. It turned out I really did like the news once I started <clears> doing it. And I moved from radio to television, worked, as we said, many years in television news. And then about, I'm going to say, eight, nine years ago, I was talking to an engineer at a radio station, mm -hmm. excuse me, a TV station, one of the TV stations I worked at. And he said, Carrie, if we get this thing called ransomware, it will destroy all of your work, all of the archives, everything that you've done digitally, everything that we have digitally, it will destroy that. And if we have any file systems that allow us to search the non-digital archives, the actual physical videotapes mm -hmm. from the older <clears throat> days, we won't ever be able to find that digital file again. And it'll, it'll cause a, a very difficult time mm -hmm. for you. And I thought, why doesn't everyone know about this ransomware? This mm -hmm. is a terrible thing. Everyone should know about it. And I said, why? Do people not know about this? And he said, because people don't care about cybersecurity. Hmm. And at the time, in many ways, that was true. And I thought, you know what I can do? I can change things. I can help people see what's happening in the digital world and <clears throat> show them what they can do to be smarter and safer. So about seven years ago, I launched my own cyber news organization. And then about a year ago, I I relaunched it. I launched under a new name. So the current one that I do is Ampere News. And I have a YouTube channel and a website where I, I make videos, especially because TV news, right? Mm -hmm. Videos and articles about interesting things that are happening, how they will impact us, and what we can do. What are the easy, simple things we can do to make it all work? So- that's where I am now, traveling the world, currently in Denmark, traveling the world, <clears throat> interviewing cybersecurity experts, learning about interesting and cool things happening, and then mm -hmm. creating videos to share with everybody so that everyone can enjoy it. I love it. Thank you so much for the work you do, Carrie. And, you know, there, there were a couple of things that you said in there. First of all, the women whole half the sky and my audience is 
primarily a female audience. And and I love that, you know, you you you're here and you can guide and help and and shape these this way that sometimes we relate to technology. And especially if a, if a woman is not in technology, sometimes she she may think that she's not smart or that's so hard and that there is nothing that she can do about to protect what she cares to protect. And with that in mind, do you have some some of the stories that you know have happened to you throughout your career that can can help others change that perception that, that perception and how how did you do that and what happened i just I, I would love more i mean i'm sure you're a wealth of stories and and things that have happened so well it is true that traditionally um i would say there's been a lot of gatekeeping is the phrase they mm-hmm. use in other words people who currently work in technology have historically tried to make it hard for people to join in, people who are not like them. There has been a huge amount of work in this area. And so I think technology and cybersecurity is becoming so much more welcoming for people of all different kinds. I know I personally, when I see someone who doesn't fit the stereotype perhaps of a tech person, I will, for example, at a conference, go and grab them and say, hey, my name is Carrie. Who are you? What are you interested in? Who can I introduce you to? How can I help Mm -hmm. you? How can I help you meet people so that you can feel like you're welcome and you are part of the Mm -hmm. group? And I'm not the only one doing things like this. There are other people too. So that people Mm -hmm. who traditionally, well, would say, I I don't look like that person who's doing cybersecurity or technology, or I don't feel like I am smart enough to do that thing and do what that person does. So they can feel welcome and see that the world is so much bigger. The world, the cyber world is so much bigger than the narrow vision that we might have or the, the stereotype of what we might think about a person who works in that area. There are still many struggles. It's not easy. But if there is anyone who is listening to this and says, I am interested, but I'm scared, I don't know what to do, take that, take that step. You do not have to be a technology expert. You do not have to know everything in the world about technology. But if you can chip away and learn a little bit at a time, a little bit here and a little bit there and a little bit there, your world will get so much bigger. And Mm -hmm. it will be a wonderful thing for you, no matter what career or job you decide to do. Absolutely love it. And, you know, I I totally agree with you. And and with the the word and especially the mission of this podcast is to introduce mind, you know, minds, a mindset, a different way to see it. And I want to switch a little bit about distractions because in my experience, and I just had a car accident recently where someone hit me from behind because it was a distracted driver. Oh, and I'm so sorry. Thank you. And and you know, the, it, it made me think so much on how distractions can really put us in danger, whether we are, you know, in the physical world or where we are in the online world. Now, 
um, what what from your perspective, Carrie, what is what what do you think are the most destructive things that ha can happen to someone? And you know any stories that relate to someone not paying attention and what happened? Are you specifically talking about distractions while driving or while doing something physical? Or are you talking about distractions like distracting people from, let's say, perhaps uh, furthering their career? I'm, I'm referring that some distractions when we get so into, let's say, social media and you're scrolling on your social media feeds and you're like, uh, oh, this ad and you click here and then you keep scrolling and it's like oh this is cool oh i go there and it's like it might be an hour or 10 hours or <laughs> a lot of time passed by where where you get so immersed in that environment where of course i call it cyber monsters take that and abuse and use that distraction against you and they might obviously in fact things that It will get you in trouble. So that that's the type of distraction that I'm referring to, like online distractions that could drive you to click in the wrong thing. Excellent. So I have two thoughts on this. Uh, one thing is if you're actually talking about distractions such as I jump on social media instead of doing my work or instead yeah. of doing a hobby that I like to do, setting alarm, an alarm for mm -hmm. sure is the best way to deal with that because it is way too easy yeah. to start looking at social media and just not stop. It yep. is social media is a vast wealth of information and distraction. So if you're serious about actually wanting to limit the amount of time you spend on social media, setting an alarm is so easy. It's really yeah. easy to do. It's not easy when we say, oh, I'll just look at this for just a few minutes. And then yeah. it goes on and on. But if you start paying so attention, like, okay, I know that this is typically when I start looking at my phone and then mm -hmm. I don't stop, then it's yeah. a great, you can set an alarm or a timer, set yourself a 10 or 15 minute timer so that you get that social media fix without mm -hmm. really getting into it. When it comes to the distractions, what I like to tell people is that every single interaction, every single method of communicating with you on the internet is a potential attack, whether that's email, text messages, phone calls, social media, social media messages, advertisements, every single one of them is a way for attackers to get through and attackers are using every single one of those methods. So you need to treat every single message that comes into you as a possible weapon. That doesn't mean that we need to be paranoid. Absolutely yeah. not. I do not live my life in a paranoid way. Mm -hmm. What we do need to say is I'm going to take that step back, build a wall between mm -hmm. me and the digital world. I'm going yep. to create a wall that allows me to slow down and instead of automatically respond to things, automatically yeah. Do not respond to things. That is your Absolutely. automatic trained response is to not respond and then make an exception, a rare exception from time to time when you've been able to do enough research to show that that thing is actually real. Yeah, I love, 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 love that. 
is so in alignment with, you know, be, being present, being here, being really in the moment and not allow your multitasking brain that we don't multitask, we just do things <laughs> one after another, but we think that we do. And there's there has been so many attacks. And I want to talk about some, some of them where, you know, a distracted employee actually have clicked on a on an email and, and have endangered an entire organization. I mean, I cannot imagine as an employee, some, you know, doing something like that, how, how awful it must feel, but it's just the nature right now of busyness. And what, what would you recommend someone to do when, when they are in a job, when they are, you know, it's three o'clock, they are overwhelmed. They have do, you know, deadlines and this and this and that. And um, how do they, how do you stay centered? So what, what are some of the techniques would you recommend they do? It, yes, it is very important to slow down. That is crucial. And I would recommend if possible to talk with your manager about the need to go more slowly. What I have heard listening to smart people talk about this kind of thing is that a company culture can really affect cybersecurity in the sense of if your company culture is we prioritize getting things done at a speedy rate over everything else, yeah. then you are opening yourself up to cyber attacks because you're yeah. saying it is so important for us to get it done and get it done fast that we're not giving the time that is needed in the modern day to verify mm. things, to check on things. So company culture, if there is a way to mm. look at your own company culture and mm -hmm. say, do I have a culture that allows me to feel comfortable taking the time to mm -hmm. check these messages that are coming into me, to verify, to slow down, to think instead of click, click, click. Do I have that company culture? Can mm. I talk with my manager and say, hey, I don't really feel like our company culture is putting us in a good place for verifying things. And these are some mm -hmm. of the things I need to verify. Now that can be very difficult depending on your yeah. manager. And then you might want to say, do I want to work at a company where yeah. they are putting me in a position where I could cause a cyber attack because I'm being pushed too far too fast. This is definitely mm -hmm. a new way of looking at the world, but it's a mm -hmm. very important way to look at the world. Do I work mm -hmm. at a company that is putting me in a position where yeah. I am more likely to click? Or are they giving me the time to slow down? What can I do in my life to yeah. slow down? For me, it is more important to work an extra hour and go more slowly and verify things mm -hmm. than it is to fit my day into the preordained time of, let's say, nine to five. Other mm -hmm. people may not feel that way. Other people may not have that kind of luxury. But for me, I would rather say, okay, I'm going to work half an hour later so I can take the time to verify something. Or I am going to try to build it into my company culture where I routinely call someone to check mm -hmm. on things so that we don't have this belief that speed is the most important thing in our world. I love it. 
Now, how how would a consumer do that? Like, yes, a company culture is so important, but let's talk about a family with children and teenagers and dinner has to be ready and husband and this and bills and all of that. So walk us through some, some of that too. Yes. And home. I love this more than I love talking about corporate culture. I love talking about what we do in our personal lives and how it impacts us. We often are click happy in our personal lives. Click, 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 mm. click, click. Message mm. on Facebook, click. Message on Twitter, click. Message on LinkedIn, someone sent me a link, click. Yep. Mm -hmm. We need to change that. And that is actually easier than changing corporate culture. You don't have to talk to your manager. You just have to talk to yourself. And yep. you have to say, what do I realistically do? And set aside mm -hmm. some time to actually watch yourself and be conscious of yourself on social media and in your email and see when you have the urge to click. Mm -hmm. A great way to do this is to start not clicking on anything in your email. Absolutely nothing. Well, you say, well, when my bank sends me an email, what do I do? Go separately to your bank web address and type it in and go there and do that thing. Well, what if someone says I'm getting a package? Well, go separately to the UPS site or the FedEx site or whatever mm -hmm. it is and type it in. See if you can not click on anything in your email. Try it for a week and see mm -hmm. what happens. And that will show you, wow, this is where I click. This is where I personally am vulnerable. Mm -hmm. Because when I get an email from my bank, I always click without thinking. Yeah. Very yeah. important Absolutely. pattern to look at in yourself. See what you do and how, and then say, I need to modify that because that is my vulnerability and that is how someone will get me. And then they will steal all the money in my bank account. They will mm -hmm. steal passwords to my PayPal account. They will steal medical information about me and my children. And this is all terrible stuff that you don't want to have. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I have this say, Carrie, that you are what you click. Because, you know, you, we always hear, we are, you, you know, you are what you eat, you are what you think, but in reality, you are what you click, you know, whether yes. you are someone that That's is going to be spending. Fantastic. That's a great way to look at it. Let's see if we can stop clicking. I yeah. am on Facebook. I have been for many, many years since I worked in the news. And I see my friends and family on Facebook clicking so mm -hmm. easily. A message pops up. The latest one that I saw going around a while back was that someone has died. And then mm -hmm. you click on a link to see who, who has died because you think someone in your friend group has died. My friends yeah. and family just clicked on that so mm -hmm. much. And then, of course, they get hacked. And if they don't get hacked right away, then sometimes the attackers save it and hack mm -hmm. them down the line or sell it on the underground market. And then other people will hack you later. What it shows is that we click too much, that we mm -hmm. click without thinking. We don't stop to say, who is that from? Could this be an attack on me? I'm just going to click. What is the worst that could happen? Mm -hmm. Reality is we need to only click in very, very rare cases. And you need to look at, well, when do I click? And can I live without seeing 
what this person is claiming is happening to me? Can I verify it a different way? Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's where, where, and I call it cyber monsters. They take advantage of your emotions, that, that human instinct that you want to see it, you want to know it because you, you have that FOMO fear of missing out and they pray and they use that. Yes. And we're, it's sort of like, for example, after the holidays, when you get Mm -hmm. used to eating all kinds of food all the time and you have to transition that first week in January or in January, perhaps back to eating normally. Yeah. And you start to say, wait a second, that means I can't just have eggnog, the whole entire thing of eggnog ice cream right after dinner. And it's that moment (laughs) of kind of reining yourself in where you're saying, I can't do holiday eating year round. It's kind of like that. I can't just do the click, 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 click all the time because bad things will happen to me if I do that. So I need to Mm -hmm. calm it down, slow it down and go back to a different way of living that is actually much better for us. Of course, I'm not saying dieting. This is not (laughs) like dieting. I'm saying what (laughs) we're doing now is unsustainable. It's like we're eating ice cream and chocolate 24 hours a day with our clicking. Yeah. We can't do that. We have to only do it under very certain conditions. Yeah. And in the case of the, you know, the eating, the only person that gets the pounds is you. But in the <laughs> case of you clicking online, somebody else is getting your money. Somebody else is getting your information. Somebody else is getting, you know, what, what you have worked so hard to, to, to keep safe. Right. And one reason that we are often clicking so much without thinking about it is we don't always know when we've been attacked. We Mm -hmm. often don't know because Mm -hmm. one of the big attacks, one of the things they do is they take what you have and they wait to use it. They sell it to someone else. They use it later. They do it in a way that you may not know. One of my favorite things that I talk about, I actually give a talk about this, an awareness talk for various organizations. And that is that they will take over your home router. If you're using a password on your home router, that is Mm -hmm. too easy. Mm -hmm. Or if you're using a password, the password that came on the device already, the default password, as they call it, attackers go into your router and they actually co-manage your router with you. They actually take better care of your router than many of us do. So you won't know that they're in there attacking, but they're in there doing things and stealing data and selling it for someone else to use down the line. So you have no idea you've been attacked. And that's what happens a lot with the clicking is we, there's no instant thing. Actually, Mm -hmm. that's not true in the case of ransomware. Sometimes there is, but usually not very instantaneous. There's nothing that instantly says you've just been hacked. You just go about your merry way and you forget about it. They gather all your stuff, they sell it on the underground market, and then you get attacked next year, let's say. So it's hard to connect that seemingly innocent click with the actual attack that hits you. Yeah. So with that in mind, Gary, what what will be, in your opinion, the, the, the biggest threat that consumers face nowadays and, you know, organizations and governments and, you know, could you, could you give us, is it the same for everybody? Is it different? So tell us more. 
Right. It is very different. And so in order to not go too in depth, but ransomware is a really big problem Mm -hmm. for organizations. And that is, we've talked about that. That is where the software is actually malicious software. It takes over all your files and it scrambles them or encrypts them. So you can't get them back until you pay ransom and it can cripple an organization. It can do terrible, Mm -hmm. terrible damage. On a personal level, also espionage for various organizations and especially Mm -hmm. critical infrastructure, meaning the stuff that holds our world together, like energy companies and water facilities and oil and gas, all the stuff that you don't really think about it, but without it, you would not be, for example, here right now if you didn't have electricity to watch this or listen to this. (laughs) Those are some big issues, espionage, spying on that kind of thing and attacking, trying to shut those things down. So those are big issues. On a personal level, what I would say is the biggest issue is attackers stealing things like our passwords. Really, I think that's probably the biggest thing is them stealing our passwords, whether it's to our bank accounts, to our PayPal accounts, to our email accounts, so they can pretend to be us mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. trick other people. And you won't ever know because they'll delete the emails. So you'll never see the emails that go to the other people yeah. or that come back to you. And they'll do that to steal money from your friends and family and coworkers. So the passwords are a really big deal. And we do things where we click and it says, put in your email mm-hmm. password or put in your Facebook password or put in your this password. And often without thinking, we go in and we put that password in. And in many cases, it is just an attack to steal that from you and use Mm -hmm. it against you. As we mentioned, it's not something where you'll instantaneously get a red flag that says, hey, you've just been attacked. It'll be something where next year, someone will take something out of your bank account and you won't know why, because you will not connect the fact that this morning Mm -hmm. you gave away your bank password to an attacker. Absolutely. And and that's so, so true. And with that in mind, <clears throat> what would be one piece of advice that you'll give someone right now that's listening and, and it's worried that that could happen to, to, to that person or a loved one? Because sometimes you, you take care of your password, you might use a password manager, but your mom might not use one or your, you know, other members of your family might not be as careful as you are with your password and not repeating passwords and having very strong, meaningful phrases. Now, what would you recommend someone to to do? Right. For me, the number one thing to try to get people to do is to use a password manager. Mm -hmm. For people who don't know what that is, it's a little program that sits on your laptop and or your phone, and it stores all your passwords in Mm -hmm. there. So you don't have to remember all these nice long passwords that you're making. And a lot of sites now will require a long password with unique characters and hieroglyphics and numbers and capital letters. And that's really just impossible to remember. So the password manager sits there and you just have one nice long password to get into the password manager. And then everything else is in there all alphabetized and ready to go with all the notes of which username did I use and which email address did I use and which website. And it can even come up with the passwords for you. So the hard part for all of us is getting over that initial 
headache feeling of using a password manager. If you haven't used one, it sounds scary. You don't know which one to use. It seems like a hassle. You say, why am I doing this? It seems painful. So I have two pieces of advice. I have the easy advice and then the easier advice for this. (laughs) So the easy advice is if you have, if you work at an organization, ask them about password managers and ask them if they can recommend one for you or if they could show you how to use one. So that's that's an easy way to do it. Not every organization is like that. Mm-hmm. Then you want to find a friend who already uses a password manager. Yep. I call it the phone a friend. It's where you contact your friend and don't just put out a message on social media saying yep. who uses a password manager because attackers will respond and trick you. Absolutely. But you say to your friend, which password manager do you use? Can you show me how to do it? And then you can do it. If you are more adventurous and like to explore and want to learn something new, then I recommend you go to one of two reputable sites. These are sites that experts have used for many years, and that is pcmag.com and tomsguide.com. And type in best password manager. And they do reviews every year of free ones, of paid ones. Don't worry if you don't know the technology or the terminology, I should say the technological terminology. Don't worry about that. Just read through for what you can get out of it. Mm -hmm. Look at the little reviews, which ones get the best reviews and just pick one of those Mm -hmm. and use it. And you can do a search on the internet. How do I use this blank password manager? Let's say that the password manager is, um, we'll say Frank's password manager. I'm just making one up. (laughs) Then how do I use Frank's password manager? And it'll give you instructions on how to use it. But phone a friend method is a very, very (laughs) good one. Be nice to your tech friends. And then when you have a tech question, they will be nice to you. (laughs) Yeah, maybe, you know... Some cookies always might work, right? (laughs) Cookies for password management management advice. Love it. Now, um, what, these are the questions. There are three questions that I always ask every guest. So the number one is, what's your favorite piece of technology and why? My favorite is my laptop, and I know that's really boring, but I edit all my video stories on my laptop. Uh So in the old days, when I first started in television news, we had to carry very heavy cameras on our shoulders, very Mm -hmm. heavy tripods, lots of lights, um, editing equipment. You had to do it there at the station Mm -hmm. because it was so heavy. Mm. Well, now fast forward all these years, And those giant heavy editing machines are now reduced to the size of my laptop. And I can edit all my video stories. And I do edit all my video stories on my laptop. It is, because of that, it is my best friend. (laughs) And I am very grateful for it. (laughs) Love it. Which leads us to the next question. And it's, I want you to think about your phone right now, Carrie. And tell us three things you are most grateful grateful for using that phone? Well, not surprisingly, it ties right in to what I was mentioning before. So I can use my phone to shoot videos for Mm -hmm. my news stories about cyber. And once again, going from the giant, very heavy 
yep. camera that was on your shoulder and gives lots of TV news people. A lot of them have spine and neck problems because of holding it for so many years mm. and then carrying it. I remember going to Russia in the 90s with it and having to carry so many giant boxes with all the camera equipment. Mm. Now I can do all of that with my little phone. <laughs> so that is a huge step forward. The other thing I can now do with my phone as well is I can use it as a microphone, which mm. I, for many years I had to carry heavy sound equipment. Mm. And now I can just plug in a little microphone that clips to the color and do that. So that's the second thing. And the third thing that I love is I have made many stop action Lego movies, mm -hmm. uh, videos explaining cyber terms okay. and cyber ideas. And they're really super cute. With an app on the phone, I can use these, shoot these stop action movies much more easily than the ones that I used to shoot back <laughs> in the day. So for me, it's all tied in to the videos and the video news stories that I do and the way that technology allows me to do them so much more easily than uh, in the past. I love it. I love it. And I love technology for that convenience, <laughs> right? Yes. It's, it's amazing and it changed our lives. And when we, when we care for something, we also might be more inclined to take care of maintaining that computer or that phone and, and making sure that it's protected. So when you care, you know, you do that. Yes, when you appreciate it and you don't yes. want to lose it. You know, definitely. Now, uh, my last question, Carrie, and we are going to put all, just so you know, all Carrie's links so you're going to be able to click safely <laughs> or you can look for Carrie online and, and get all the content and all the wonderful things that she um, has been talking about, all her videos. You can, so you're going to have all of that in the notes of the show today. Our last question is, what questions didn't I ask you that you would love to answer today? Oh my goodness. I could just talk for hours and hours <laughs> and hours. But the one thing I would like to talk about is what is one of my favorite cyber news stories uh -huh. or stories about cyber news. And I have so many of them, but one of them that is really huge these days is about deep fakes mm -hmm. and deep fakes are images or videos or audio that is created by a computer. So the person is not real. The voice is not real, or it's the same thing, but it's someone who is real, but they're manipulated. The video or the image or the sound is manipulated to make them say or do something that they never said or did. Mm -hmm. This is actually, we're really at the tip of the iceberg with this kind of problem, but we've come to the point now where you in your social media, not you personally, but everyone who's listening, likely in your social media, you have a deep fake, at least one deep fake in your social media, because they're very easy for attackers to use. And so they are actively using them. And I've done a whole series of stories about how can you tell a deep fake image? How can you tell a deep fake video? How can you tell deep fake audio? How can you tell if it's real or not? So I find that super fascinating. But the latest development with all of that is that there are now tools through computers to create an artificial person. By that, I mean, they can not only do the deep fake face 
they can do a deep fake house for that person, a deep fake cat for that person, a deep fake horse for that person so that they can have these images to use. And they've even gotten to the point where they can do uh, deep fake email writing in your style and deep fake LinkedIn profile creation in a style of someone you would want to connect with. Mm -hmm. In other words, they feed into the machine. What are Sandra's interests? Then they create a person who you would like mm -hmm. and would want to connect with. And then they create emails in a style mm -hmm. that you would be interested in. Mm -hmm. So, and obviously not you personally, that's just <laughs> as an example. Yeah. But this kind of thing, this these kinds of attacks are coming our way eventually. They're not happening right now, at least not that we've been able to see. But we are on the tip of this, this new world that is coming our way. And we just need to be aware that the world is shifting beneath mm -hmm. our feet. Yep. And the more we're aware that this can Absolutely. happen, the more, the less we're afraid. So we're not saying I'm frightened that this is going to be coming my way, just more aware that this is what the future can hold for us. And if we know about it, we will be better able to handle it when it mm -hmm. actually does happen to us. So that's my one of my favorite stories that I've been working on and that I actually have one of those stories that I've completed working on. It's it's such an interesting new thing that is happening with all of us. We're all experiencing this at the same time. It's a new phenomenon. So that's what I love. I love sharing what is happening in this world, how it will affect us and how we can prepare for it so that it is not so frightening and so that the world doesn't seem scary, but instead seems like a place where we can do this. We got this. We do. We got this and we got you. And we're so <laughs> grateful for you, Carrie, to share with us all these wonderful, not sometimes so wonderful, but in agreement with you, you know, when you are, I call it the BIM, when you are intentional, when you are aware, and when you are mindful, anything can be prevented. And I just want to thank you again. We love, love everything. And, and thank you on behalf of everyone that is safe because of the work you do. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so thrilled to hear that. And you inspire me to do more stories and more videos that will help everyone. So thank you. Thank you. And see you next time. Bye for now. Thank you for listening. I'm so grateful for you today. So if you enjoyed this episode, please tag me in social media at way to protect Again, it's way number two, protect. And let me know if this episode has helped you. I would love to hear from you. And if you like to know more about me, check out my resources at my website, sandraestock.com. And remember, be intentional, be aware, and be mindful. Be I am. Yeah, I am now. <laughs>